Yo, so what's up, everybody? Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Undiluted Podcast. We back once again. I got with me my co-host, Mike. What a what do? up, Uncle Mike? It's awesome, uh, nephew. I'm, I'm nephew Mike. And I nephew can't wait for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> that's that's the inside of y'all. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, we also got here today. Flick, what up? What up, though? What up, though, homie? Hey. Yay. <laughs> What's going on, Shay? What's up? What's up, world? <laughs> What's goody? And this is uh, Social Media and Society Part 3, finally. Um, y'all know we always late for shit. Mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, we ain't never late punching out though. Right but, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right though. Look, we looking at the clock. Hey. This shit say three fifty nine, boy. You be with the, the card in your hand, ready to punch out the shit. Man, listen, listen. Oh, life. But uh, yeah, we coming to you today with um more controversial uh, subjects, and uh, pretty sure you seen it all over your news feed. Uh, shit, all four of these things. Uh, one of them happened next uh, last week in 2018, but it originally happened in 2011. So I guess we kind of regurgitated some old shit once again. But it is what the fuck it is, man. Y'all gonna hit it today. So uh, we gonna first dive into. Um, in 2011, on an HBO special, uh, Chris Rock had uh, suggested that uh, Louis C.K., a fellow comedian, is the blackest white guy that he knows. Um, yes, I'm aware that the guy's uh, part Mexican, I believe. And um, he went on to say to Chris Rock, like, oh, what are you saying? I'm a nigger? And uh, Jerry Seinfeld, you guys know who the hell Seinfeld is, I'm sure. Uh, He was in attendance on stage as well. And he was like, whoa, like, uh, he flat out said, like, uh, he doesn't get to do that. Like, I don't feel he should be saying that. And uh, shit, this other comedian, I don't even know who the hell the other guy was. He's like, uh, well, I mean, we say nigger sometimes. Oh, boy. Jerry Seinfeld was like, well, I don't feel a need to say that. I'm not comfortable with saying that, and I don't want to say it. So, I, And he was like, I don't find humor in it either. And so it got all kind of uncomfortable for them all. Like, whoa. And for some reason, this video just resurfaced pretty much, what, eight years later. And um, it was a pretty divided reaction to it. I mean, you had certain people like pissed off at Chris Rock more than the Louis C.K. guy. And like some people pretty much call Chris Rock a coon. And I'm like, damn, like that coon, that coon word is very strong, so. 
like, yeah, you know, coming from the black community, somebody call you a coon, it's like, hold on, motherfucker. And for some of you people who don't know, a coon is basically like an Uncle Tom or like somebody who kisses ass when it comes to other races or panders. And it's just, it's just a, a word that comes with a lot of negativity, especially if you come, if you take pride in being black. And I'm, I'm, if you follow Chris Rock at all, I'm pretty sure you're aware that Chris Rock is very pro-black and has no filter. Like he, he stood up for blacks a lot and brought awareness to a lot of shit. And um, like I said, he be having no chill. So I, I can only imagine his reaction. People calling him a coon. I'm pretty sure he flipped the fuck out behind the scenes. Right. But um. Yeah, like I said, on one hand, you had people mad at him, and then you had, on the other hand, people like, well, I mean, context was that, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I mean, it's not like he called Chris Rock a nigger, so they were like, yeah, whatever. So, hmm, how do you guys, like, be 100, like, how do y'all feel about the whole thing? And y'all can even, if you want to, dive into how you feel about other races saying nigga or nigga. And um, it, it brings about a deep question, like, uh, do we bring this type of thing upon ourselves because we use the word so much in our cultures? And uh, whatever you want to add to it, we'll start out with the homie Mike. What's your thoughts, man? Oh, uh, man. Uh... I feel like the word, you know, the, the term nigga and nigger, you know, that that's definitely a derogatory term used to demean, you know, black people, our community. And but we we also own that term as far as we use it so freely and openly that I think, you know, we just use it as as a flip on a play on the word because it's been used to demean us for so long that we just take it and run away with it, you know, and just use it, you know, as a, damn, as a joking matter, you know, just to get over the, over the, the hate and, and, and vitriol that's been used over centuries, you know what I'm saying, that's been, you know, pointed at us, and I was watching the, the show The Shop, and it's crazy, the comedian Carmichael, he was on there talking to LeBron, and he said, he said something that had the whole shop rolling. Even you know, even John Stewart is in there, uh, a Jewish guy, and uh, and he, he with all these other black celebrities. And, and Carmichael was like, "Yeah, man, I went to Africa, and them niggas over there are lit." <laughs> he, like it's like a quote, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you know, but everybody got the rolling. You know, got the you know laughing at it, and uh, so it's like, but you know, but when it comes out of the mouth of a person that's non-black, those memories of what happened to us centuries ago or not you know you know a little over a century ago i should say um that hate comes back into play like oh man you know it's like i don't think nobody outside of our race should be using the word you know because even though their intentions you know can, can is, is not demeaning that you know like in a bad way but that term was used to down us 
So for a person that's non-black to say it freely and, and use it like we use it, you know, that's a slight slap in the face. That's how I view it. Because, you know, it's just like me calling a, a you know, a, a white guy a cracker, which I would never call a Caucasian that, or, or calling a, a Latino a wet back. I would never do that as well. I would never, whatever word that's demeaning to that race or culture, I'm not going to use it. You know what I'm saying? It just, it really is that simple, man. And you just treat people how you want to be treated. So, so you know, put it back into the fold with the Chris Rock situation. What was so weird about that, it ain't the fact that, you know, we, we, we got people of other races, uh, you know, that probably used the term around us or that probably have. But, uh, but the, how, how that looked and the, and the, and and the guy, uh, I ain't like how the, the Jervis, uh, Jervis guy, I can't never pronounce his name right, was sitting there so like happy that he's saying nigger and laughing. It was like he was like being kind of like weird about it a little bit. And Seinfeld, his reaction should have been what I felt Chris Rock's reaction. Like he was very uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it was Chris like, Rock was sitting there cheese and like, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and, and you know, people's like, wait, what, 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 you know, people are actually defending this whole situation. Like, that is a weird situation. The one person that's uncomfortable is the white guy. But the black guy's like, they don't look weird to you. And the black guy just sitting there laughing and, you know, letting them just like use the word freely and laughing about how they're using it. And knowing damn well they're not going to go in the streets and use that term. You know what I'm saying? And, and part of their everyday. You know, uh, you know, uh, English or lingo. you know, yeah, lingo. You're right. So you know, it, it's really that simple, man. Treat the other race with respect, and I, I really hope that people educate people more about the term on how, on how you know. I think our race should feel about it, or how we how we go about it, and you know, and then that's my two cents on that. Huh. Well, well said. Well, well said. Well, and speaking of, uh, I was just about to say how you, <clears throat> I was about to ask how you feel about it, Shay. Uh, I think Uncle Mike said it, said it best. <laughs> he pretty much touched <laughs> on what I wanted to say anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable having another race using that word. It's just kind of quite um, degrading because coming from that, for another race is totally different from when we say it to each other. As like he said, when we use it for each other, it's like, you know, in joking way, and I guess to get some sense of empowerment back from that mm-hmm. word because it was so negative, negatively used. So yeah, I didn't see the video, so I don't. Re- mm-hmm. Yeah, like we took the word and made it our own. Yeah, exactly. But for Chris Brown, I mean, for Chris Rock, sorry, <laughs> Chris Rock to say or react to it, that's kind of weird too. But like I said, I didn't see the video. Um, but yeah, that that is that's weird. <laughs> I gotta say that much. Miss Flick, what up? How you feel? <laughs> Y'all about to be mad at me. <laughs> All right. So here it is. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So I watched the video. I watched that particular. Um, that um, particular video and I will admit that um, it was definitely an awkward situation and I'm, the, I'm conflicted 
And the reason why I'm conflicted is because I am so big on the hard ER. You have no idea. Like that is like a game changer for me. I won't take that ER from anybody. Like a black person call me a nigga, girl. We fighting. I don't care who you are. But um, exactly. Guess- you know what? And I, that's the same way I felt. Like it was the ER that threw me off. It's the ER that got me right. Right. It was the ER that got me. Um. Because if he would have been like, oh, so I'm one of your niggas. If he would have said, yo, so I'm one of your niggas, I promise you, I would have been okay with that. Because the, would have Yeah, I would have I been cracking up. Like, yeah, you one of my niggas. Because nine times out of 10, I bet you Chris Walker calls him, hey, yo, nigga, come here real quick, my nigga. Yo, yo, come here, my nigga, you know, Joe Schmo. And just like, you know, we said that he probably, you know, knowing Chris Rock for so long, for Chris Rock to feel that comfortable, knowing how Chris Rock is pro-black, for him to feel that comfortable around him, to say nigga in front of of Chris Rock, lets me know that their relationship is a lot deeper than what, you know, than what we've seen on TV. So had he said the the N-I-G-G-A, we would have been straight. I ain't gonna lie to you. But that's partly because I grew up, you know, I moved from place to place and it ended up in the suburbs and or new white people in the hood and the same way we called them nigga. Yo, I had dang on John with fucking spikes in his head. Like, yo, my nigga, come over here real quick. And it was nothing to me because we all grew up together. So we all understood. It was it was literally just our lingo of our neighborhood. Now, you ain't going to just have any old white person coming up to you saying some shit like that. But I can't sit here and say that I haven't accepted that from people that were non-black i'll be i'll be lying if i sat there and said that so the the issue with me the only issue i had with that guy um when when he was like you're the blackest when chris rock said you're the blackest uh white guy i ever met and he said oh i'm a nigger that's the issue that i had it's because you said nigger my nigga like like no that because we ain't niggers, my nigga. That's that's done and you know, that's that's we didn't we didn't take that word and make it our own. We took nigga. Like we we have nigga. So yeah. Yeah. That's that's a, my take on it. We had a dead but, white people moment when you know right. everybody started staring at the camera like, hold on, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Did that nigga say the hard ER? Like <laughs> I gotta finish that last season, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. that's my take on it. I I really don't care, honestly, because I know I know Hispanics who use it. I know, dang on, Asians who use it. Right, I know, I know Asians I know. who use it. Like it's like it's a if it, it depends on the environment that they came from, which is why they use it. But I will say this, white people, if you're listening, make sure that your black friends that allow you to say nigga brief their other black friends and and then brief you to let you know if it's okay to say it because not everybody's going to be flick you're going to have a couple you're going to have quite a few people that are not going to be flick i look at it differently because i grew up differently because i, I had a different hey, surrounding y'all gonna notice this after i tell y'all this but um you might not have you might have already it is your non-black friends who you've ever given a pass for saying it they always try to ease it in and then they give you that look like let me see what their reaction gonna be i hope this motherfucker don't snap 
Right. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that with so, a lot of So them. why I said in the first place? That's my argument. <laughs> yeah, because they, the because they like you already stand in private. Yeah, they're feeling Yeah, but if you but if you yourself as an individual don't feel comfortable saying it with the amounts of uh, the people that you're around, the company that you're around, why even attempt to try to say it in the first place? That, that's because the, pro- the thing is, is that it's not like they, the only reason why they don't feel comfortable saying it is because they don't, they don't want to get their ass whooped. So don't I say it you. at all. Yeah, because yeah, I, I not too long ago found I out mean, that so so many so many Mexicans call each other nigga, and I'm like, damn, I they sure that. do. Yeah, yeah. they uh-huh. Puerto Ricans too. Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, all the rest. Oh, yeah, of they, go to the Bronx, son. Go to the Bronx. Everybody a nigga in the Bronx. Everybody a nigga in the Bronx. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. Everybody that's a true. nigga in New York. <laughs> Everybody is a nigga in New York, and that's where I grew up at. So. You know, it didn't matter to me who looked like what. We was all in the same hood. We all went to the same schools. We all, pretty much our parents are the same. We went to the same bodegas, like everything. It didn't matter what our complexion was. We was all naked. That was our language. So it wasn't until I went to Dangon that I moved to the suburbs. And I'm calling everybody nigga. And they're just like, ah. I'm like, it's okay. You know, it's all right. I'm okay. <laughs> like, it's okay with it. Like, you ain't got it. It was like, oh, we can say i like, you can say it around me. I can't tell you what you can say around everybody else, but I'm telling you, I'm okay with that because I'm knowing, I know how you're saying it because you're not coming up to me pointing your finger, nigger, black bitch, this, that, and the third. My Pretty much my whole life, nigga just met my peoples. But my let me family. ask you this. Let me ask you this scenario. I wanted, one of your homies, you cool way, y'all comfortable speaking that way around each other. Y'all happen to bump into a pro-black crowd you know what I'm saying? Like militant Negro type of crowd, woke community joint. And one of your buddies that's non black, they fuck around and yo, flip my nigga on and then they look at you like, Oh, wait a minute, home girl. Oh, you ain't gonna check them? You a coon? How would you then react you to that to- shit? Cause that's you're gonna have to dead ass feel however the fuck it is that you wanna feel, because I'm not changing for nobody. I'm not changing for any fucking body. If you, people are going to look at me and, and come up with their own goddamn, uh, uh, come up with their own feelings anyway. They're going to they gonna look at me and they're going to come up with their own synopsis about me. So that's completely fine. I'm not going to sit here and explain myself. No, nothing. If, I, if I'm, if first of all, if I'm bringing this person over there to meet these pro-black people or anything like that, or if I even sense that these people are like that, I'd be like, hey, yo, bro, be on your best behavior. I'm a I'm a brief him before I even get to the crowd. I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it real with you, cause I let everybody oh. know that everybody's not me. I'm a brief Yo, him before I get to the crowd. But at I'm the just end of this, <clears throat> this one Drake song. The man was like, um, "My white friend said you niggas crazy. I hope no one heard that. Y'all heard that shit." <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what's up. <laughs> that shit, wild, But I'm oh, sorry. I just. Oh, yeah, At the end of what Drake song? Oh, uh, I don't think. <laughs> the one that go fuck that nigga that you she love, love so, so bad. bad. Yeah, Marvin's <laughs> room or something like that. Okay. I don't want to hear that. And then, and then he said, "Cause if they did, we gonna be in some trouble." <laughs> <laughs> so he knows that if his, one of his black buddies would have heard his white homie say that. Somebody might have wanted to squad up with him. 
Right. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I think it, I think it was Marvin's room. The song. Yeah, that is at the very end of Marvin's room, and I was like, that sound random as hell, but it's funny. Yeah, but you know what? I feel bad because I don't listen to Drake like that no more. But so you, I wouldn't know. Yeah. But, but you brought up something interesting. He was like, uh, uh, it's based off, uh, you know, your mentality is based off where you you grew up at, your environment. And, you right. know, and here in Chicago, you know, we, we're so segregated that, uh, very, yeah. So it's like, but it's also a, a moderate respect factor. Like, you know, like white people would probably feel uncomfortable here saying they're not saying the word nigga around black person because, you know, mm-hmm. they're not in the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and vice versa as far as, you know, how we post that we all probably act different in a different neighborhood. Because you know right. where you grew up at, right? Yo, right. that makes me think about um something that happened last year that was pretty crazy. Um, last year I used to work security at one point, and um we they would sometimes put us in these city of Chicago Department of Water trailers where we gotta watch the trailers and the equipment, and we be in there with the TV and all this. And I was in this area called Humboldt Park, and um I get a knock at the door after hours and I'm like who the fuck is this I'm chilling I'm bullshitting in there on Facebook watching the Bulls game doing shit I ain't supposed to be doing and so it's this guy the Puerto Rican cat he was like um yeah man um just wanna say welcome to the neighborhood man but I'm just let you know you in like Latin King headquarters man but he like my name is such and such you know, I won't let you know, you know what I'm saying? You good, you know what I'm saying? And um, the man brought me a plate and everything, tried to give me some beers. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't drinking on the job. But yeah, he, he eventually was like, yeah, you my nigga, man. I know you security, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just letting you know how this neighborhood is. Anybody fuck with you, let them know who I, that you fuck with me. I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. So yeah, it's like, even though it's a segregated ass city, and also, to my point, he did use the word nigga, and I, I, I didn't even think about the shit. But um, hey, some people cool, some people ain't. Cause in that same neighborhood, I had some a bunch of young cats. Assume, you know, based on my appearance, that I was a, a gangbanger or some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, they they started hollering GDK, GDK, and I'm like, oh okay. So once they seen that in phase me, they like, oh well, let's go about our business. So it's like you got right, like it's oh, not even no, that man. deep. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. I think so so I don't I don't get mad like when people like when black people get upset about white people saying nigga. I don't get mad because you you are entitled to your opinion. You are entitled to your mm-hmm. feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like that you know, that's just what it is. But I, I'm just me personally, like, like I said, like, listen, because I know some cool ass white boys, man, and I promise you, they be like, hey, yo, nigga, I be like, yo, my nigga, what's up? Like, <clears throat> that's just how we talk to each other, but that's we all grew up together, so that was just our environment. But when old boys, different folks. right, right, absolutely. So that's why I'm saying, like, if I was hanging out with one of my, you know 
one of my white dudes and I knew he was going to some, you know, going to be around some other black people that, you know, he's never met or that people that I know or just black people, period. I'd be like, hey, yo, listen, the way you talk to me can't be the way you talk to them because they don't they don't know you and they might not fuck with you that way. You know what I'm saying? Well, but I think that's like, right, they might whoop your motherfucking ass. And, and, you know, that's what it is. But, you know, I've never had a problem. I have not ever had a problem. I have not ever had a problem at all. I Bring got them one around. more story for y'all. One more story for y'all and the listeners involved in the word nigga and nigga. Using. And this was like on a super large scale. Uh, this was some years ago. Uh, Jay-Z and Kanye came here for the Washington Throne concert at the United Center. Mm-hmm. And Kanye got this super super popular song called All of the Lights. And at one point in the song, and I'm, I'm going to tell y'all this, the majority of the crowd was white people. You know what I'm saying? So uh, at one point in the song, the lyrics uh, Kanye recites, it goes, MJ gone, our nigga dead. He referring to Michael Jackson. And I swear to God, Kanye straight up stopped the music and was like, Hold up, I know the majority of y'all are here, white, you know what I'm saying, but we all, y'all are my people. And uh, you know, basically he's saying it's all about context. So he was like, I'm going to run it back. Because he noticed that a lot of people muted themselves when it came to that part. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to run this shit back. Like, y'all got my permission, y'all say this shit tonight. And then the whole crowd all together wrapped it with him. MJ gone, our nigga dead. And I was just like, well, damn. Okay. Interesting. But I ain't think, I, I ain't think shit of it afterwards, but it was still just like a kind of like, whoa, wow. Okay. See, now I would have been mad if my boys didn't, if my boys ain't show up and show out. I, honestly, at that moment, I'd have been like, boy, you don't say, nigga, you at this black man concert. If you don't say these lyrics like you usually say it, see, I, but that's just me though. But that's that's me, and I, I and honestly, if you want to hear some real shit, I'm more offended by the word "colored" than I am, nigga. Don't call me no colored oh, shit. Oh man, don't call me no colored anything. If somebody would have been like, "Oh, you a colored girl," boom, 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 boom. That's automatic. That's automatic, and I I don't know why. I can't. I can't explain why really maybe it's just like i don't know from the shit that i watch i really don't know but colored to me is just like ain't no way and i and you know that you know what actually i can't explain it's probably because it's not in music because it's not in media because we don't hear that often because we turn nigger to nigga so because we turn nigger to nigga it's so that's that's okay with me but the moment you call me colored, oh nah, we fighting, son. Nah, we fighting. And and but that's just my opinion. I'm more offended by the word colored than nigga. Yeah, Maybe I'm so, weird. Nah, cause I feel you too. Like I if, if that would definitely be like, huh? Right. If somebody well, asked me like, hey, hey, are you? Or like, say, how would you feel? Cause I know you mixed. Uh, you, mm-hmm. if somebody like, hey, are you colored? You'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what the fuck are like, you no colored? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, colored, yeah. colored to piss me off. Colored to get you 
Color gets you a two piece with a biscuit. <laughs> and it, it, this has left me asking myself one more thing too because I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, man, back back when I used to watch like late night comedy bullshit I wasn't supposed to be watching with my dad. Um Wow. He gave you permission. I I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) No, I used to hear some of these white comedians and even like George Jefferson and Red Fox and all them say some pretty fucked up shit. Like you had Archie Bunker saying like gook and spick and all kind of shit on regular national TV. Sure did. Sure fucking did. And then you had you had George Jefferson on the regular saying cracker and hunky. Sure did. Mm-hmm. This made me sit back and reflect. Like, do you guys feel like we've been conditioned to be politically correct? Because it's like we, it's, yes. it's a lot of shit. Yes. It's a, yes. Oh, like, damn, man. back then, that shit was like nothing. My dad would just be sitting there watching TV, like, huh, huh. Yes, we are definitely being conditioned to be politically correct because now we have people who have feelings behind... Not, no, 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 I don't want to say that. Now we are considering people's feelings behind such words. Because a lot of these are just are not just words to people. A lot of these are actual, like, living conditions. And and they... Uh, yeah, we're definitely... So basically, we, we more, we're more considerate. Yeah, we're more considerate of others' feelings. Because, you know, well, it was uncut for a minute. It's been, yo, really? It's been uncut up until now. Just think about it. Everything has been literally raw and uncut until now. Because now we have to consider everybody and everything. And now everything matters. Everything matters now. It, it does. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's, it's, like, it's certain shit that me or Mike can't fucking say or that we would end up, somebody could go back to this podcast mm-hmm. episode years later. Like, hey, yeah. Mike said this shit. Or JP right. said this shit. Oh, uh, we blackballing them. They losing everything. Sponsorships, yeah. endorsements, all that. Fuck them. They careers done. It's going to be right. years from now. It ain't worth the backlash. <laughs> Hell no. But I, I, I'm a person who's very considerate anyway. So. Right. And, and so was he. He very respectful as well. Even though he be spazzing out sometimes, and Uncle Mike, nephew Bowles, Mike, but... nephew Mike, right now, nephew Mike just woke up. <laughs> he about to be Uncle but Mike yeah. in about another ten minutes, boy. Fifteen yeah. <laughs> minutes. Yeah, he gonna uh, be uh, Uncle Mike. What y'all motherfuckers say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know y'all tired of. Our listeners, I know y'all tired of niggas talking about this N word, so. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I know y'all tired nah. of niggas talking about this N word. <laughs> no, nah, I said that dumb shit intentionally, but we gonna move into the next topic of this social media and society part three joint. And part two of it is gonna be about. So basically, um, Tiffany Haddish received a, a new fur from a fan. And um, for some reason, she ended up saying on a video on Instagram, I'm going to keep wearing fur every day until um, 
police stop killing innocent black people. So, Peter, you can be mad. Uh, it is what it is. Whatever she said. So, uh, they responded, and they like, yeah, we're fans of Tiffany, but uh, I think you should treat animals and all life equally, and you shouldn't wear fur, whatever the fuck they said. And it's like, uh, yeah, you had, it was, it was certainly divided on social media. You had, of course, people reacting like, well, yeah, I'm with Tiffany on that because, man, it's like a lot of people care about animals more than they care about what's happening to some of these innocent black people who've been murdered or brutalized. And if you go through random comments on Facebook alone, you will see that it's true. Like, uh, probably that gorilla, Harambe, he probably received more uh, sympathy than Trayvon Martin did from some people who were not uh, black. So it, it's like... You, let me say something real quick, and I'm so sorry. Do you know that 10,000 people voted for Harambe in, yeah, in, the, in the election before this? 10 thousand people voted for Harambe. Now, do you want to play rock, paper, race on that? You want to play rock, paper, ethnicity on that? They voted for a fucking monkey. And it was was the last Obama. Man, listen. Don't even get me started. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm already mad. Yeah, no. I'm (laughs) sorry. I'm not against people. Get it going. I'm not against people loving animals. Like I'm all for that, man. I, I got a number of love for animals too. Even though, of course, like our weird ass human race, the majority of us eat animals as well. So it's like, I, my take on it was that like, if you're not a fucking full blown vegan, then you had no business criticizing what Tiffany Haddish said. And you just, at this point, you're just one of those people looking for an excuse to have an issue with another black person's yet again form of peaceful protest. <clears throat> feel because it's not it's not like she going out like Tarzan and hunting these animals down. It's like right. if you got if you got animal animal made. I mean, you got garments made from animals on your back, and you should not eat animals every day. Then what are you doing going out of your way saying, oh, I got a problem with uh, Tiffany Haddison in this or doing that? Like, that's the biggest, most hypocritical shit that you well, probably yeah, said you, in your whole life. Super facts. You, you know, it's sad, super man. Facts. It's sad because in the world we in, you know, it's like the the worst per- place a black person can be is in a white, man, uh, white person's imagination. So it's like, you know, you... She, she, I don't know if it was a joke or how she went about it, but it's so fucking sad that a joke can, can turn into like an animal uh, foundation or whatever they, they call themselves, Peter, whatever they call it, you know. I take it, you know, her, her, her joke was like, you guys care more about animals than black people. <laughs> That's pretty much the premise of what she, pro- you know, said. So, and there's no lie in it. There's no right. lie in it. Right. No, none. None. True on such a large scale, man. 
You're going to find more people that care about, like, if somebody murdered a dog out on the street and, that be, and it went viral and everybody was talking about it, you're going to find more people that care about that than what happened to, like, a Sandra Bland. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, it, mean, it, it's crazy. But that's like cold hard facts, though. I mean, look at old boy who did dog fighting. He got more time than old boy that Michael raped Vick. that, um, yeah, Michael Vick got more time than than that guy who um who raped that girl that what's his name that white boy that white boy raped that girl and know, he Washington got like Oregon or something. You know what's crazy? Brock, I believe. Brock, yep, yep. He got more time than Brock did, and Brock Brock openly said he raped some chick. As a matter of fact, do y'all remember the case where it was um this rich white boy and he was hanging out with these um these black guys. And they end up killing somebody, and he got off. He got off because um, he said that he was doing a research paper, and that's why he went along with killing, with taking another life. So he got off. What? I swear to you. Dang, I wish I would have wrote this down. I've never heard about that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, either. Sure enough, sure enough. I'm gonna find an article for y'all. This rich white boy, he was posing like he was, I guess. I don't want to say poor because, I mean, he was just, he chose to hang out with these black dudes who were in the gang, and they end up killing some guy. The white boy got off. The black guys got life. The white guy got off because he said that he was doing a research paper and um, on, um, I guess, gang activity, this and that and third. So they didn't even rule him as an accomplice or anything like that. But that is just showing you just like how everybody, you know, white people, people, I don't want to say all white people because that's wrong, but. <laughs> how, do y'all, how do y'all feel? How do y'all feel when you see like certain peers or like your associates or even some of your homies like try to justify silence certain or si- like justify a silence certain protests like I'll throw out even the Kaepernick thing, like you got certain people who say like, man, you're only going with the Kaepernick shit, or they just not compassionate at all towards blacks saying, I want to protest this certain thing and this the way I want to do it. And they be like, no, I, no, just leave it alone. I delete them. I delete, no, I drag them until they block me. Um, or I just delete and block because I just don't have time. Because here's my thing. I don't, I, I, sometimes I just, if you're not going to sit here and say black lives matter, then my life doesn't matter to you. And most importantly, my children's lives don't matter to you. So I can't be associated with you, period. On certain things, you can't have um, uh, a certain opinion. On certain things, like, you know what? If you, if you, dang on, you don't have to, you have to say Black Lives Matter. You do. I don't give a damn what color you are. You got to say that Black Lives Matter because if you're calling me your friend, you have to say that my life matters. And if my life doesn't matter to you, then my nigga, you're not my friend. And I'm going to need you to go ahead and exit stage left. So when it comes to, you know, shit like that, nah, man, nah, not at all. Because you will be real quick to sit here and share some shit about somebody having cancer, but you ain't sharing no shit 
about this unarmed black man getting shot, this and that and the third. No, I don't think so. I'm gonna need you to be just as mad as I am because everybody would like to say, can't we all just get along? Yeah, we all can get along. So can you just go ahead and, and co-sign what the fuck I'm saying? Because you know what's happening too. You know what's happening too. It's not like It's not like the news is just played for black people. You know what's going on and you know either you know what's wrong or you or you feel that it's right. You, there is no middle ground for stuff like that at all. There's no middle ground for that. I'm gonna need you to be right next to me. I need people, people on my squad have to fight for me as hard as I fight for them. And if you ain't fighting for me and mine as hard as I'm fighting for you and yours, then I'm gonna need you to exit stage left and that's point blank period. Point blank period, I don't give a damn what it is. Straight like that. Straight like that, straight like that. So when I seen this bullshit where, you know, uh, people were talking about, oh, no, well, that's two wrongs and this and that. First of all, it's not two wrongs. Don't you ever put my children, my family, or myself on the same level as a fucking rabbit. Do you understand me? Don't you ever in your <laughs> life put me on the same level as a rabbit. Do you get me? I understand ever, that, man. Ever like- in your life. I don't give a fuck about these animals. Listen. And, and I promise you, I have a dog. And if y'all look on my social media, she is the love. Like, she is like my love. I probably have more pictures of her than I have my kids. I'm not going to lie to you. But I tell you what, if that motherfucker died tomorrow, I'm going to cry a little bit and I'm going to bury her ass and keep a motherfucking moving. Don't let me lose a kid. Don't let me lose a kid. Because now I'm, I'm going, especially to some bullshit that didn't need to happen, especially to cops' hands or some white guy decided he just wanted to, he just wanted to uh, shoot some shit up. Like, don't, don't let me lose a kid. Like, there's a huge difference between that. So when people, I don't give a fuck about PETA. When, when people sit here and they, and they want to say some stuff like that, like, oh, well, she's wrong for that because this, that, and the third. No, she's not wrong. It's a hierarchy. It's a, it's a, it's a hierarchy. Humans are at the top of the chain. We are at the top of the food chain. Legally, we can eat whatever the fuck it is that we want to eat other than the American evil in the United States. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If she says that she's going to wear, dang on, um, uh, fur that is being produced by other white people, because believe me, black people ain't got no factories producing clothing with fur. If she is, if she decides that she wants to wear Well, I don't know about that, but... Oh yeah, I don't know about that either. I don't know about that either. But we ain't we ain't mass producing it the same way the white folk are. So I'll say that. So belay my last. We ain't we ain't mass producing the same way that white folk are. If she is going to sit there and wear fur uh, up until police brutality stops, up until black unarmed black people are are unarmed people of color period aren't killed at the hands of ignorance if your first thing is to say yo she's wrong you're you're dead ass wrong you're wrong you're wrong for that you should never compare a human to an animal to a regular animal never ever and that's and i i'm telling you i made a post on my shit and i let it be known don't let me see the shit because i'm gonna drag you because you're you're just not gonna i just don't understand i can't fathom I can't fathom that type of thinking. Like, how dare you? How dare you say something other than, you know what, she's especially, right. Especially, like I said earlier, like, if you yourself 
not only wear fur or clothing made from animals, but your ass consume animals every day. Like, right. what? You, you, you got to sit back and look in the mirror and say, hmm, maybe I just have a problem with black people ever bringing up issues. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you know that there was people, there was people eating lasagna, eating spaghetti with meatballs, eating pork chop sandwiches, commenting while they're eating this, while they're consuming this. Do you understand that? Like, do you understand that that's what they was doing? Like, I'm dead ass serious. You eating pizza. Congratulations. You got pepperoni on it. Where the fuck you think that came from? Like, you eating this and you are sitting here saying that you're not going to support her. But what the hell do you think it is that you're doing? She's wearing a, a leather she's, wallet. A leather wallet. Yeah, you got a leather belt. You got on alligator damn Stacey Adams and you talking about you don't support her. My nigga, what the hell is you doing? The same damn thing. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. Oh, shit. Don't come for me. Because I know good and damn well that half the motherfuckers over there, their wives are over. If, if it's not them consuming it, it's their wives or their children that's consuming it. And everything that you mother, if you're not literally licking a fucking tree, you are consuming animal product. Oh I don't want to hear a fucking thing. <laughs> no, it's the God honest truth. It's the God honest truth. If you're Yo. not licking a tree, <laughs> that's what the oh, fuck man. it is that you're doing. Man. Nah. I don't hurt all Nah, because that shit really pissed me off when I seen these comments. Oh, you know, she used to be funny, but now I can't fuck with her. Bitch, make your meatloaf and shut the fuck up. Because that's exactly what you make it for dinner. Like, don't sit here and come for my girl on some shit. What you should have said was, you know what, she's right. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the government is making sure that we have meat produce being being taken care of so we can feed the humans in this country. There is no reason why humans <laughs> should be knocked the hell off by the people that we're paying to protect us. Let's get that shit straight. Exactly. Let's get but that uh, shit straight. We're paying you to protect hey. us and you killing us? My nigga, I don't get fucked up. See? All this right. is a very, this is a very serious subject for them now. Even though we laughing, but it's just it's so lit. The, 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 the delivery, yo, because, <laughs> because when I was reading the comments I'm on everything loaded, I love, yo, word. Because when I was reading the comments, I'm looking at these people and I'm like, these are the same motherfuckers that got deer heads on their fucking walls. Like these the same oh, motherfuckers. Right. Like like these the same motherfuckers that's walking. Like you know. Like, they walk around talking about, oh, we need our guns. Like, you're quick to kill a human, but you want to sit there and be like, oh, no, not an animal. Bitch, they're here for us to eat. The fuck is you talking right, about? We made them know. pets. All right, so let, let me get, let's get, you know, another word in. So it, it's crazy on, on uh, I get, it's like, we are so, like, territorial as humans on Earth. You know, it's like, this odd, you know, this spot mine, this mine, so... I'm gonna fight and keep and hold on to this because I feel comfortable in this one area spot. But let aliens or something come to Earth, then we're all for humanity, probably. We, you'll, then you'll probably see us hey. all band together. <laughs> but, right. you know but, but, but no, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. But that's the truth. Let me tell you something. Y'all want to let these animals start attacking us? Uh, <laughs> no, 
I read somewhere, some study said that if all aliens on, I mean, no, not aliens, if every ant on Earth teamed up, they could take out the human race. I was like, what? Yo, I wouldn't be surprised, though. I wouldn't be surprised. Yo, we are so super... Never mind. I'm gonna say that. We. <laughs> Good but, uh, Hey, we we gotta we gotta move along. We gotta move along. Yeah, hey, let's this, move this, along. Let's move yes, along. Sir, this. So this third one, this third one, you know, shit getting real with social media. When motherfuckers coming for Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> you know, so everybody love Ellen. Like she is right to the bottom. She right. invited to the bar mitzvah. Yo, she can she make invite, the potato hey. salad. She can make the potato salad at this point. She pop. Everybody fucking loves Ellen. So that, that it shouldn't be surprising that um now a lot of people want to come for it. she took up for uh, Kevin Hart. And um I don't want to throw the black card out there, man. But as you know what I'm saying, Kevin Hart is obviously black. And um, basically what happened was 10 years ago, he made some insensitive tweets back then when um, I ain't going to say like, oh, okay, politically correct, but I mean, wrong is wrong. He said basically in the tweet that uh, if his son brought home a dollhouse, he'd be like, man, that's gay. He's like, uh, he was joking and saying, man, I break the dollhouse over his head. Uh, he was, he, he was, he also went on to say he didn't want his son to be gay. And so uh, he was supposed to host the upcoming um, Oscars. And uh, they then this whole thing with them digging up his tweets, uh, some random person, I forgot who. No, matter of fact, I don't think they would have a name. And uh, so they brought it to Kevin's attention. And they they implied that they wanted him to apologize. And uh, they didn't say, hey, Kevin, uh, you got to apologize and you can't host the Oscar, Oscars or whatever. But they just implied, like, uh, maybe you should apologize. And he was like, I'm not about to apologize for a tweet from 10 years ago. And he was like, I even have said, like, you know, later on in life, like some of the shit I said back in the day was wrong and I'm a better person and I view life differently, you know what I'm saying, now and one thing I do want to point out uh, that maybe a lot of people want to acknowledge is that with black culture and the black community, a lot of black black men in general, as kids, like from the youngest of age you could think of, are conditioned or were conditioned to be homophobic, mm-hmm. and that 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 came from. That came from, don't get it twisted, it came from women as just as much as it came from men with the masculinity thing. Like, you could, like, it could be the smallest thing about you. And a woman would go out their way to say, oh, man, that's gay shit. Or you guys, they, they say, call out, oh, that's gay shit. Or, or the, you know, the whole, the whole phase where everybody was saying no homo and all that shit. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was just a part of 
black culture for some reason, man. And I, and Not for some reason. It's it was because real. it was because of of the what is it? Is it called um, breaking the buck? It was because breaking of breaking the buck. the buck. Breaking the buck. Breaking the buck was was something where the slave, the slave master, would emasculate the black man in front of his family because he was deemed the strongest being in the family. And they would emasculate him by fucking him in his ass in front of his family. And he couldn't do nothing about it. And that's what homosexual Europeans did, or bisexual Europeans did to the slaves. So being homosexual was a negative thing because male slaves were raped just as much as female slaves were. So a lot to of people don't realize that. Yep, male slaves were raped just as female slaves were, but they were raped in the sense of they were trying to take away your power. Well, with female slaves, they were trying to take away your power too. But with male slaves, they were trying to take your power on such a high level to where, because before, you know, men, men ran the tribe, period, in Africa. And black women were submissive to the men in Africa. That's just how it was. So when they came over to thing on North America, in order to, to get the women and the children to obey, to not even think, you know, to instill fear in them, to not even think about crossing them, it will break the black man down. And how you had to do it was by breaking the buck. So that went ahead and they, it, it correlated to how we are today as far as, you know, ooh, we have to say pause or no homo, this and that and the third, because that trickled down to it that because of that act just like motherfuckers motherfuckers ain't come from just out of nowhere motherfuckers came from kids having to fuck their mothers to produce children to produce slaves i'm sorry i just wanted to go ahead and school y'all on that drop some knowledge you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> some of them some <laughs> listeners might be taken aback like damn well i didn't yeah. i didn't know this Yes, yes, I learned it in my African studies class. I make it a, my business to make sure I take every African studies class um, in, in college, everything that they can offer about African studies because of course the stuff isn't, isn't taught in, in regular school. So, I mean- We, we have to go, go looking for some of this shit instead of We have to go looking taught. for it. You have to go looking for knowledge. And, and that's where I was taught that and it's just absolutely crazy. That's why I try not to say motherfucker. But that's Let me ask you guys this. Samuel Jackson. Let me ask you. Motherfucker. Samuel Jackson can say motherfucker all he want, okay? He earned that. But, yeah, I'm trying not let to... Let me ask y'all this, though. So, um, as far So, basically, um... Oh, yeah, matter of fact, I gotta get it back around to it. Why everybody was um so mad at Ellen. Um, She brought him on the show, and they talked about the situation, and she was like, yeah, I even called the Academy... I was like Kevin's a good dude, and you know, he he's not like that. It's just you know we all fuck up sometimes, and even though you know 
it was what it was. Like I feel like he's changed, and uh, yeah, I don't think he's homophobic or whatever. And, and um, this coming from a gay person—that's the crazy part. Right, a gay white woman. She's like, she's like, listen, listen. If something was to happen to Ellen, I can forgive her. Feminists would come. If, if something was yeah, happen to Ellen, feminists around the world would march. White feminists around the world would march. So coming from Ellen, it's very, it's very powerful. They came for her like, oh, well, you don't get to give out a gay pass or you don't get to give Kevin a pass. And um, they like, once you're homophobic, you never change. Right, and let's that, just say it what it is. If he wasn't black, it probably wouldn't have been this big of a deal. <laughs> Because nobody's talking about Harvey Weinstein anymore. Listen, he was a Bill Cosby too. But all right, you're right. It's it's a white, it's a it's a black and white thing. But uh, I don't know. Sad. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Listen, I said some shit ten years ago that I don't that I know I would regret today. Do you understand me? People grow. We all people, have. We all people have. say. Listen, I'm not the same person I was three months ago, let alone 10 years ago. Let well, alone yesterday. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Like, people grow every day. So for people to still be sitting here angry about some shit that happened 10 years ago, I bet you them same people want to be forgiven for some shit that happened five years ago. Them same people want to be forgiven for some shit that happened like, personally in their like lives our two society. years ago. It's like our society, man. These are these kids going crazy, man, because it's like... Like they're trying to force you to be so damn perfect. Like we can't grow and and make a mistake. You know, we we you should. They put so much pressure on these kids. That's why all these damn shootings happening, man. <laughs> you know, it's like nah. You can't, you can't. You can't. Like you, nah, I'm talking about just with the youth. You know, it's like the social media area era. You know, it's like it forced people to. It's like people forget on social media, you know, those are opinions and you really just seeing someone's highlight reel. You're not seeing the journey. Right. 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 And so like people don't put that in context and really think that shit through. So it's like, you know, you see something, oh, I want that. Well, you got to go put the work in for it. And then the pressure on society puts on us, you know, puts on people like it's so like amplified. You know, like one mistake, you can make one mistake and it's the end of the fucking world. And it shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't be like that. Because, but you know what? It's because social media, you know, with celebrities, we forget that they're human. So often that we forget that they're human. And and we put them, we hold them to such a higher standard. That also brings me back to, I always point out how I hate the fact that people feel upset when a person forgives somebody for something. And that's our, our generation got that huge problem where it's like, oh no, you need to stay mad at this person. Nobody could change. When you, once you do something, you stuck with that for life. And it's like, what? And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like it that should. at all. I don't, I don't understand where that, that came from, man. You know, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> like, right. you, man, dude, it's women who, it, it's, it's women and men who, Holding grudges against somebody who wronged them in high school, bro. Man, I man, refuse to. Even, I refuse you know, we to live my court. life that way, man. I, I'm not okay, gonna be walking okay, around okay, okay. shells. Walk around shells around nobody. 
because you know like we should all be learning from each other all right <laughs> you know, i'm gonna keep it. a g with you real quick <laughs> i'm gonna keep a g with you all right there's some motherfuckers in in high school that if i see them it's on yeah. site if i see them oh, it's on site if i see them it's on site um i ain't i i couldn't get them when i was younger if i see them it's on site it depends on 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 it's because they really it really got bad it, it was really 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 bad well, and so um the situation in high school the situations in high school without putting bullying. all my business right. yeah it was it was it was bullying but it was bullying to like extent where i got kicked out of high school because i fought back and and so when i see him it's on site i don't give a fuck what the hell it is but I do believe that that people do grow. Um, yeah, I, do I mean, like, like I, I ain't, I ain't like, saying being oblivious to that. That's all situation. You know, all this right, shit is situation. Right, you right. Know what I'm like, but, like, but, you, the, know, man, like the, you know, the 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 every action deserves a reaction. That's all. Absolutely. So what but level does up to you? But to sit here and say that, oh no, I should never forget him because he's homophobic and this that and the third you're calling this man homophobic based off of one tweet or even if it was like three tweets 10 years ago that that you didn't know about until now so so like that shit didn't affect you until right now you're mad about some shit that happened 10 years ago that you didn't know about that's what i'm pissed off about probably probably eight times out of ten he probably have a gay person or a transgender person working with him (laughs) you know right working right, for him because because this is kevin hart that we're talking about do we understand like like it's like he talk about black people just the same i don't see white people up in arms about that i don't They're see not. puerto ricans up in arms about that like you know what i'm saying like if y'all gonna sit here and get mad at him for talking about homosexuals and i'm gonna need y'all to get mad at him for talking about every motherfucking body he's talking about his kids too where y'all at social services like like i'm gonna need everybody to get up in arms about everybody you ain't gonna sit here and just pick me, and choose what the fuck you want to do. Shay, how you feel about this? I heard you speak on this in, in a minute. I say kudos to Kevin Hart for not backing up, you know, backing off of what he said ten years ago. If that's how you felt, right. and that's what you said, you know, then stand by it. I don't see nothing wrong with that. He, I think people, society is just really sensitive to people having their own mind and speaking their own mind at the time. Mm-hmm. How you feel <laughs> about? How you feel about? homophobic men. What about them? <laughs> I don't have nothing like, against them. But have no. you ever experienced like somebody being like super openly homophobic around you? Oh man. I would think something probably uh, a deep rooted issue somewhere in their past and that's why they're so uncomfortable with it. That's how I would look at it. Mm. You know? Mm. I have a problem with anybody who hates anybody based off of something that's so super fucking official. If you're gonna hate me, you're gonna hate me because of my absolute fucking character, like my 100% character. You're not gonna hate me because of of, of my sexuality. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Like, you're gonna hate me because of how, how I treat you. You're not gonna, or, or you know, like of, of, um, of my, um, of a, a certain characteristics. Like if I treat everybody of a certain thing, a certain way, if I'm a sexist, if I'm a racist, if I'm, you know, something like that, then yes, you can hate me for that. You are not about to hate me because 
I'm a great person. Otherwise, other than that, I have a wife. You're not about to hate me for that. So I, I personally have a problem with people who are homophobic. I do. And I have that same problem with people who are racist. I have the same problem with people who are sexist. You're not going to sit here and, and then going to judge me completely based off one thing, period. You're not, you shouldn't and I'll hate say this a problem. This a problem that um, a lot of homophobic dudes don't realize. Like, just because a dude, simply because a dude gay don't mean he automatically wants your ass. Right. Right. <laughs> they they got tight too. Right. And it'd be the ugliest one. <laughs> right. It's the ugliest one. I can't hang out with him because he's gay. My nigga. Your nose is on your cheek and you talking about somebody wanting your ass. Nigga, bitches don't even want you. Like, like yeah, <laughs> oh, you are shit. absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I can't stand that. Not at all. It'd be the ugliest ones trying to talk about their homophobic. Boy, bye. Nobody wants your ass. You better go for whatever the fuck comes your way. Let me stop. Right. <laughs> right. Include including one of them animals that them furs <laughs> that if we had it, Rocky came from. Right. Well, that might be the only other skin they feel. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't promote any type of... of uh, the homophobic um anything i don't promote i don't i don't like it it's uh, me personally it's just it's just not my it's not my thing you know but it, i i can't speak on everybody else i don't think that there should be a reason why people say pause i don't think there should be a reason why people say no homo no, i think we should yeah. be able to i think we should be able to embrace each other and that's another thing too well you know you know I that's an insecurity thing it's very yeah very much so very much so but like i said it's because of the past but um people don't realize how much the past affects our future i don't think people really realize that how much our past affects our future like how much that shit is like like literally in our dna behind that but um but yeah i don't any homophobic guy you're like a racist to me i don't give a fuck what the hell you are you you shouldn't be homophobic you just shouldn't you shouldn't hate a person based off of their sexuality. You miss out on a lot of good people. There's a lot of good people. Yeah, I, in this I, world. I think, I think deep down, uh, Kevin Hart is a good guy, and he's just, you know, <laughs> back then, like ten years ago, twenty years ago, further back as you can, you know, look back, it was just common to make insensitive jokes like that. Right. So mm-hmm. that don't make it right, you know, but. Uh, I hate to say this shit, but that's just the way it was. And I, uh, but it, it's different now. And um, like I, hey, I, hmm, I don't know. Some of the politically correct stuff I don't agree with, but on this this one in particular, yeah, I feel like um, certain shit like that shouldn't be said. But this was ten years ago, and you can't. It's not the butterfly effect. That's just not real. You can't go back and say, "Oh, let me change this." So it was what it was. I mean, and then, like I said, even before they went and dug up the tweets, he had already addressed shit like that and said he wasn't that type of dude. Anymore. Right. Right. He he literally apologized previously before that. What I'm not about to do is keep apologizing to you. 
My nigga, look back at that tweet. Since you going back as far as 10 years ago, look back at the tweet that happened dang on, uh, uh, nine years ago and eight years ago. I'm not going to keep apologizing to you. Who the hell do you think you are? Not at all. Not at all. I'm not going to keep apologizing to you. I'm not going to keep stroking your ego to make you feel good. Um, that My job is not to make you feel good. Your feelings are up to you. They are not up to me. Unfuck yourself uh, and keep it fucking moving. And while, but, and while well, saying okay. everything that I just said, I still wouldn't buy myself a dollhouse now. Right. And then I just <laughs> thought about some shit. I just thought about some shit. Um, back to when I was saying, um, I used to watch these uh, old stand-ups with all kind of crazy shit that was said back then. That if it was said today, man. But it was this. I forgot the comedian's name, but he was doing. Richard Pryor. Look, hell no, nah, he was white. He looked like the fonts. And he used to say shit like bada boom, bada bing. Um, and then he was like, he was like, when I first heard NCAAP, he was like, man, he was like, what that stand for? Niggas, coons, alligators, and eight people. And I was, and my dad actually, he laughed at that shit like, what? And this is like, bruh, let, let some white stand up get up and say some shit like that this day and age. But he he's not making it out of that. He's not making it off that stage without somebody trying to get at his ass. Now I know black people in that audience, but I bet you if it was a all white audience, they'd laugh. Man, and it's just like that just brings me to the point um how comedy in general used to be like nothing used to be off limits like they would just say any fucking thing just like i said richard pryor yo richard pryor will talk about everything have y'all seen his stand-up hell yeah right he will talk about anything and everything i don't give a damn if it was from race to drugs he would talk about anything and everything and people would laugh just the same but nowadays people are and I don't I don't I don't know if I want to really call it sensitive but people are now more aware or more considerate like I said before of everybody's feelings and so now you can't really laugh as hard as you want to but not for nothing behind closed doors we all <laughs> behind closed doors we all we all laugh. We all like joke this, that, and third. I think, I think what the, I think it's just like a really big thing right now for the LGBTQ community. I don't know if they added other letters. I think that's just a big thing right now because this is their time to shine. Like this is their time to like be out there. They haven't had a time prior to this. To like really like like I don't want they were having really had a time out there for themselves collectively so right now they're like oh no no way this that and the third because every other person has had their time passed everybody else but not the LGBTQ community because we're still it's still developing like they're still adding and I don't want to just say letters because that's that's insensitive but they're still adding categories to that situation right now. So, you know, they're coming up here and, you know, they're getting mad at, at you know, stuff that was 
that 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 has been uh, addressed or you know stuff that that happened a few years ago and and they're holding on to that anger but really i'm telling y'all right now let it go let it go because if you want to believe that that you want to believe that people change that you change then you have to let it go you have to let it go because not everybody was was brought up the same way and and you have to be able to understand that just like how we as black people had to understand that not everybody was brought up the same way we were we have to really like legit get it like understand be, sometimes you have to be deprogrammed right and you have to be open-minded to the fact like you know that you know some shit just ain't for everybody but no, by no means does it mean that you should get disrespected. But if you had to dig back 10 years to find something, you are digging too hard. You're, you're going too deep into it. You have to go back 10 years to find 10 years. That's the difference between an eight year old and an adult. Do we understand that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Calm decade. down. Exactly. That's a third grader and a college student. Calm down. Yeah, like I'm saying, I, I'm not <laughs> condoning it or trying to justify right. it, but it's just, like it's I'm saying, just, I'm just, I always say people change. Right, people so, do change. And nobody should get mad at anyone for giving somebody another chance of forgiving them. That's the, that's the whole point. I right. want to drive home. But, um, yeah. But certain people shouldn't be forgiven for certain things, especially if if they continue to do the same bullshit and they not apologetic or they lie about it. You know what I'm saying? And, um, Trump. Uh, <coughs> Trump. <laughs> Trump. We keep putting him off. We keep putting him off for another episode. <laughs> we go to eventually get on. We eventually go get around to him. <laughs> yeah. I want to well, know how many people. I want to know how many people that are not forgiving. Um, that are not forgiving this thing on comedian that are Trump supporters. I want to see how many people are hypocritical. I want to see that many people be that that hypocritical. I want to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we actually did a poll, you would be, you would be, like, bewildered by how many people are hypocrites. Man, trust me, I know. <laughs> but we gonna um, take it into the the last topic of this episode, and um, I'll let uh, say you go ahead and tell us. Because I know you saw, you actually watched it, and, uh, but I didn't. Um, so, and then plus, out of us um, four, you didn't even know a lot of these things that this uh, R. Kelly, surviving R. Kelly um, documentary pointed out. So, give us a summary and your thoughts of that whole, like, uh, it came on Lifetime, right? Or was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, a I lifetime. think it's lifetime for me on demand. But yeah, lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you gotta go on demand for lifetime. <laughs> no, lifetime is included. These cable companies raping us. 
No pun intended. Oh, damn. Sorry, y'all. Damn. Uh, damn. Not sorry. Joke of that. Not, not, making the, of not making the joke at all. Not making the joke at all. No. Damn. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, what, so <laughs> give us a summary of what you saw with those episodes and what was your reaction to that? Especially you being a Chicagoan and us all being, we, you know, basically we was all growing up such R. Kelly fans or whatever. Uh, well, damn. Thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think it's part, I saw only three parts of five parts of the docu series. Uh, it told, uh, well, the beginning is just basically explain R. Kelly's background, how he grew up poor in the projects, <clears throat> and then about his molestation from seven to 14 years old, which I, I didn't know about, and just the different encounters with the different girls from mainly Kenwood High School, which is located in High Park. Um, and then they talk they briefly talked about um his interactions with Aaliyah which that was interesting too because they went more into detail about it and you know when I was young during the whole R. Kelly um era whatever you want to call it you know you heard little stuff and you've seen little stuff but you know I didn't put two and two together because I wasn't a real big fan of his I guess you know in case you you know unless they play his music in the club or at a party or something but the whole thing was just quite disturbing. It was really disturbing. Um, I still got to finish the rest of it, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I chose not to watch it at all. I'm still not going to watch it. It's like, I, I really, it's certain things I don't like seeing. Like, I'll read about it, but I, I don't really like to watch people breaking down and hurt and traumatized. So that's, it's just part of who I am, but I'm definitely sympathetic towards all of that, and that's it's fucked up. And um, you mentioned Aaliyah, uh, her yeah. mom came out mm-hmm. and said that uh, one of them people on that show was lying, though. Yeah, that's so what the like, mother said. Yeah, she made a, she put a statement out to E News saying this like this girl who claimed that. Um, she actually caught R. Kelly and Aaliyah having sex, having sexual in the account, in the account or whatever, on the tour bus. So Miss Donna Holland, Aaliyah's mother, she was just like, "No, that's a lie," because her family was always with her during tours and interviews. And I have mixed feelings about the girl and the mother. You know, I don't think the girl is lying in my opinion, because I, I don't think her, I don't think Aaliyah's uh, family was with her 24-7. I just don't believe that. Because look at the, look for, for example, the uh, uh, marriage certificate. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, so if they was around her that much, that shouldn't even came up. You know. Yeah, that's true. And that's and very you gotta true. You got to think about, look at how much us ourselves have gotten away with even if we had strict parents who yeah. were always on our right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. No, no. I think it's absolutely fucking sickening. And um, growing up, 
you know, I heard about Aaliyah and R. Kelly, but understand that, you know, Aaliyah would have been like, what, 42, 44? And I'm 30-ish. So, <clears throat> so, you know, when I heard about this stuff, you know, yeah, 30-ish, we ain't gonna go into that. When, <clears throat> when I heard about, you know, this stuff, you know, when you're such a young age, Anybody older than 18, or, you know, anybody older than, like, 15, you know, they've grown, grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't really, we don't really grasp the concept of, you know, uh, rape or, you know, like, a statutory rape. We don't really grasp the concept, yeah, we don't really grasp the concept of that because, you know, you hear somebody that's 15 and you're 8 years old, that's like, wow, you're grown. But when... I I only seen part of one episode, but that's all I needed to know at my age right now, because it's the fact that he was able to marry Aaliyah. Your parents had to know about this shit, point blank period. So you can't sit here and say, oh, well, she didn't catch them, this, that, and the third. Ma'am, your daughter was married to this grown ass man. You think they didn't have sex? You think right. they didn't? Yeah. You think they didn't have sex? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Even in his, out of her. right? <laughs> even in even in his even in his his thirties and forties, he was uh, recording having sex with fourteen year old girls, fifteen year old girls, family members, family members, a cousin he reportedly had sex with. You mean to tell me that Aaliyah didn't have sex with this? You know, she wasn't having sex with this guy? So, you know what? I think, to me, honestly, I think it's the mother trying to save face for Aaliyah. Yeah. And yeah. and I would, and I'm not mad at her because I'm not at mad the end either. Day, I am a mother, and I will promise you that I will try to save face for my children. But it is what it is. What I don't understand is the fact that the whole Aaliyah situation happened while I was young. However, there was other grown women and grown men that knew what the hell was going on, and they still made sure he had sold out concerts. They still mm-hmm. made sure they was buying his albums. Excuse me. Not even that. We're still something. working for him. Working for him too. Right. Like you but see that's all why... that's going on. Nobody said nothing about it. Nobody yeah. said nothing. But they're just as guilty. Yeah, oh, you guys, you guys are just as guilty too. Y'all should all go to jail. Bring the whole camp to jail, son. Everybody should go to jail. From the person that forged uh, a paperwork to make sure that he married Aaliyah, to to I don't give a fuck if it's his agent, to to anybody, anybody who was d- directly involved with this man that knew that he was fooling around with these kids, they should all be accomplices. To this mess how he got off i have no idea but it's absolutely sickening now what i seen on social media was um uh a good friend of mine Jokes said you know kind of oh man it's it's absolutely and you know what but it exposes people but it exposes people it, it just lets you know how rape culture still is now you know like like you know people are making jokes at the fact that there are women that have been, because now these these kids, some of these kids are women now, uh, you know, full blown adults, 
but they had to carry that burden from the time that they were a child. Now, heartache, heartache and manipulation and shit like that hurts us as adults. Imagine what it does to a child. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's and, another thing and, that I brought up earlier in a um, Facebook post I had made. And it's like, I sat back and I reflected on like, damn, our culture overall, like human beings in, in America, gotta be pretty fucked up when back then everybody was laughing at this situation. And even right. on the cartoon, the boondock, the boondocks, they even showed him like urinating on a girl or whatever. And it's like, and then Dave Chappelle had the joke song like, I want to piss on you and doo-doo too. Right. What? Right. And you know what? Uh, when, like, I laughed at shit like that. It wasn't until I matured and I realized what exactly what was going on. Like, I'm like, this is absolutely asinine. Do we understand that this guy is a rapist? A 14-year-old girl could barely tie her fucking shoes. And I can say this as a 30-plus woman. I was 14 and thought I was grown, but I can tell you right now, I can barely tie my fucking shoes compared to what the fuck I can do now. And you're talking about, dang on, this guy not only, like, you know, not only raping them, but the things that they was doing. You have to call me daddy. You can't go into another room unless I said so. You can't, you know, you can't eat unless I say so. You can't do this, that, and the third. You're talking to a 14-year-old girl that way. Yeah. And you're talking to yeah, someone. Some right. Right. So, like, number one, like, I don't understand anybody listens to his music. Because because now, not even before the series came out, um, I had a time to like really reflect. Because a lot of women, especially since that Me Too came out, like y'all don't really understand how a lot of women have to really go, like a lot of women really go through, you know, sexual, I don't want to just say harassment, but you know, sexual abuse, sexual harassment, sexual everything. A lot of women go through this. This ain't just restricted to just R. Kelly and, you know, these girls. Like this is something that, that happens all the time. So when I was old enough, you know, to really understand what it is that they're going through, and I really, and I really grasped the concept of this 27-year-old male marrying a 15-year-old Aaliyah, I'm like, yo, when he makes his music, it seems like you're ready. That was my favorite song, I swear to God. It seems like you're ready. But I admit, man, it's like we, this topic, like me and Jared talking about this all day. It's like, man, do we really want to touch this topic because it's such so many victims, so many people involved. It's such a touchy. It's a sensitive subject. subject. Yeah. It's it's very it is. It's, it's messy. It really it's horrible. Is. You know, it's just horrible, man. It just all parties, nobody wins in this situation. Nobody. And, it's it just sad, man, and all we can do is, like, pray that the victims... Because, you know, you can't get over this. No, you know, I have a question. Like, no. like, where were the parents in all this? Right. Now, yeah. now, let me, now, let me stop that right there. Let me stop that right there. We're going to bring it back to what Jeva said. We're going to bring it back to what Jay said. <clears throat> he said, where we used to... Well, maybe he didn't say this, but 
I'm saying this, where we used to sneak off and do whatever it is that we wanted to do. We could tell our parents every, anything, anything. I'm going to tell them at my girl's house. Mom, I'll be back. I don't know how young you guys are, but I was before cell phones were really cool. Okay? So I got into a lot of trouble, and by the graces of God, it wasn't particularly that at that time. I was old enough to know at that time that that wasn't right. But I got into a lot of trouble, and my mother would have never known because there were some things that I knew that I wanted to keep to myself, but it was, you know, it just was, you know, it was what it was. Now, when there was one particular instance on a certain episode, I seen that um, this girl, she was an aspiring singer and she met R. Kelly at a mall. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know, they talked for a few, he gave her a hug, this and that, and then his bodyguard gave her his number and said, R. Kelly wants to see you. Maybe her mother didn't agree with her music career. Maybe her mother was like, you know what, get your education, you know what, music isn't for everybody. Maybe her mother knew her voice wasn't all that good. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like at the end of the day, I want to take everything out of the shadows. Like, let's not, let's, let's, let's stop saying, what about the parents? Let's stop saying, what about what she's wearing? Let's stop saying, what about her advances? Let's stop saying all of that. Let's remember that this man is a grown ass man. And he's dealing with little children, period. Period. Because even if she doesn't know better, she's too young to know. She's a teenager. She doesn't know life. None of us here can sit here and say that we knew what life was as a teenager compared to what we know now. None of us. Hell no. And, um, so so yeah. understand that he knew what he was doing. And she did not. Even if she didn't include her parents, she did not. She could have easily said she was over at her friend's house. She was over at her sister's house, her cousin's house, anything. And went over to go see this guy. And then what happened is what happened. At the end of the day, he was a grown ass man. But she was locked up for months and weeks at a time. Two. Oh, you talking about the victim he had? uh, Mm -hmm. uh, She could have been a cousin. Some kind of cult. A code or something like that, right? But you know what? But let's not let's not stray away from the fact that when black people disappear, ain't no Amber Alert. Mm-hmm. Like, like let's not let's not separate from that. Like, let's understand that if it was a white girl that he did it to, it would be national news. He wouldn't have made it as far as he did. He would not yeah, but, have made it yeah, as far as he did. Yeah, like we, 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 we shouldn't make it a black and white thing, though. Uh, no, we shouldn't. No, 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 we shouldn't. But, but, but she said specifically that they was disappeared for weeks at a time. So I want, I want her to understand weeks at a time in the 90s. We don't even get Amber Alerts in 2018 for black people. We have to come up with our own app for that. 
Yeah, so, I feel you. I hear so, that, but man, so I want to take that emotion why, out of this particular problem as far as black and white, though. Like, this, yeah, like, yeah, this, and this no, dude is a sexual abuse. It's like, yeah, you know, ain't like black or white. Color right. is out of this. No, you know, color right. is definitely yeah. out of this. Yeah. I just I want her that's to not know. The problem. Yeah. Right, right. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I just wanted her to know that that specifically, like, it wasn't as far, like, race back then wasn't a big, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it wasn't it wasn't such a big thing back then. Them, you know, black people calling the cops, my daughter's missing, whatever, fine. It wasn't a, a big thing as then. And and so, you know, I I sympathize with these victims. I really do, because it's one thing to be raped and never see them again, never hear from them again. You have to, you have to come to and decide you want to testify against them, and you have to hear them by voice because you didn't see them. This, that, and the third, and it's a completely different thing than to know you were victimized by a guy that is being celebrated by the rest of the world. You have to hear his songs on the radio. You have to see his music video. You have to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's a completely, it's it's just so different, and that's why I sympathize with these victims, including his wife. I believe his wife was a decoy, and I'll tell anybody who would listen, his wife was a decoy. Why do you say that? Because he was cheating on her with underage girls. And he wanted people to believe that he was normal, that that he was this this guy that 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 had a wife and, and the music was about her. But when I hear R. Kelly, when I heard him even ten years ago, because I'm older, when I heard him even ten years ago, like I said, my favorite song was "It Seems Like You're Ready." When I fully grasped, you know, the whole Aaliyah situation alone. I'm like, is he talking about, <laughs> is he talking about a kid? It seems like you're ready. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when, you, when you hear his music, is he talking about an adult? Or is he talking about a child that he's, that he's raping? listeners this is JP um, unfortunately we had unknowingly reached the two hour time limit while uh, wrapping up the rest of the episode um, I just want to come back and point out a few things but first I want to say uh, thanks thank you uh, Blake and thank you Shay for coming on and being on the third edition of um, social media and society uh, the things I want to uh, bring up, um, first of all, uh, during the wrap-up, that which was not recorded, um, Blake drove home to the point that a lot of victims and situations uh, dealing with uh, being molested or assaulted, sometimes uh, people deal with 
that in ways that certain people who have not would not be able to understand. And you have some people who forgive those people, or you have people who, um, uh, you, you have some people who deal with Stockholm syndrome. Uh, you, then you have those who want to just sweep it under the rug and act like it never happened, but then come back when they choose to, when they feel comfortable most, and just talk about it. And the people on the outside looking in don't understand things like that. Um, I also want to throw out a few uh, disclaimers when it comes to this episode. Uh, we touched on some pretty touchy um, sensitive topics. And uh, I just want to say um, I, I'm, I, we don't take any of these subjects lightly. Um, not, I, although we shared a few laughs during this episode, we take all these subjects seriously. And I mean, that's as far as uh, racism, homophobia, pedophilia, all of that. And, um, I'm just hoping that anybody who listened fully uh, learned something from this episode or left, was left with something to think about. Um, definitely don't want to offend anyone. And, um, yeah, and um, especially final um, segment of the episode where we spoke on the documentary series Surviving R. Kelly. Now, yeah, I also want to throw out that you know, we, we have no issue with animal lovers on Peter. You know what I'm saying? They, I love animals. Uh, we all do, but I mean, unfortunately, it is true that a lot of us do at the same time eat animals and where clothing made from animals. That's just a fact of the matter. Um, but yeah, as far as when we were wrapping up, um, I, I, I just want to finish off by throwing out to hear something that I felt the need to write on Facebook yesterday on my JP Undiluted page. Um, and this is basically what I said. Um, no, this is exactly what I said. I said, this is not a knock against anyone, but just something I want to speak on. I'm not feeling the R. Kelly jokes and won't be participating in that because pedophilia is very seriously fucked up, and I'm a father at the end of the day before anything. I feel really bad for each and every victim, and although I feel joking about it is completely inappropriate, I'm not going to come on here and play saint or judge people that share memes about it. Knowing damn well, a lot of you people that come on here and currently doing that laughed at Dave Chappelle's skits about this, laughed at the Boondocks episode, making light of these underage girls that Kelly victimized on video and just overall saw no wrong and way worse than just memes. Um, two wrongs definitely don't make a right and of course some of us are much more mature than we used to be but I can only imagine the humiliation that those girls felt on so many levels back then I will say this though for those that are making all these jokes just know some people just might be looking at you differently right about now and um yeah that was the end of the uh, post 
that I made speaking on the situation yesterday. So yeah, I, I just want to drive on the point uh, um, in wrapping up social media and society part three is that um we need to overall stop sitting back and idolizing these celebrities that we follow on Twitter and Instagram and wanting to have the life they have or sitting here thinking these people are flawless individuals while whole time overlooking things about ourselves that are so amazing great and just be ourselves and put in the work to be who we destined to be at the end of the day also we got to get stop getting so wrapped up and in, in the whole popularity contest thing or being in somebody's business no matter if they put their own business out there at the end of the day I mean it, it, you could privately give your opinion on something or things like that but don't get so caught up in it don't be so passionate about somebody else's life something you can't control I mean, it, it's okay and I, I'm just saying on a personal level not not something that's obviously like wrong and harming someone so it, of course it's, it's right to speak out on that but if it's something that's personal and this person is not harming somebody, that's touching on the uh, first episode of social media and society that we did. And that was about Cardi being offset and so many people got up in arms about it. And uh, here we are now, a couple of weeks later, they're apparently back together. Their life is going on. And you've given all your energy into You've given all your energy into being upset at this man. And now here he is back with his wife. And life is going on. And you living your life. And it is what it is. So, and then part two, it was uh, based on Black Mirror's Nose Dive episode. Um, Check that episode out if you haven't. If you're a fan of Bandersnatch, then you're going to love those guys because it's going to hit home for, for several reasons. That's based on like an exaggerated version of what we're going through right now with us taking social media away too damn seriously, man. And, um, yeah, so check out those guys if you haven't. As a matter of fact, check out those two episodes of Undiluted. Um, Social media in society, part one and part two. Um, yeah, so I just want to thank you guys for listening, continuing to support. I rock with all of y'all. Take everything you say into consideration. I take everybody's feelings into consideration. I respect everybody. Uh, this is a man. I don't know. I feel a weird type of vibe. We're touching on so many different touchy subjects all at once, but some things we just we gotta speak on sometimes to make us feel uncomfortable. And at the end of the day, that's why this show, this podcast is called Undiluted. So thanks for listening. Tune in to the next episode, please. And continue to support. Till next time. Much love, people.